Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,194. We're going a little off-roading today, so be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm in Surprise, Arizona, with a very special guest by the name of Matt Caldwell. Matt, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to go. All right, we'll have some fun doing a little off-roading today, getting out into nature, which is always a good, healthy thing to do. Before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world, though, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Matt Caldwell? Wow. Uh, I'm guessing probably most people in the automotive world don't know much about me from a soccer standpoint, but we're a pretty big soccer family, played college soccer uh, after college, end up refing for almost 12 years. Uh, we enjoy get, getting to games all over the country, so um, it's something that we really enjoy doing as a family. Very cool. I love it. You know, I just interviewed a guy yesterday from London who, uh, when he answered that question, uh, he, he has a company where he, they're building battery technology for ev vehicles okay but his answer to that question was i'm a massive soccer fan or he said foot the word football and he goes well you guys over there call it soccer but uh <laughs> yeah he's he's one of those big and you, you go over to the uk and oh my oh europe for that matter and boy soccer is just they're rabid aren't they uh for for sure and um hopefully one of these days i'll get to get over there my daughter's made it over there um to see a game but but i haven't but that's on the bucket list. Yeah, my daughter has too. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. I really want to share what you're up to because I love the whole philosophy and idea behind what you're doing. Matt Caldwell is the executive director for Tread Lightly. It's a national nonprofit organization with a mission to promote responsible motorized recreation through stewardship, conservation projects, and ethics education, ensuring that off-road opportunities are available for future generations. He's responsible for the strategic direction, operations, partnerships, and overall leadership of the brand. Matt's career has included time at global brands, including Adidas and Michelin, and spent 16 years in the advertising, marketing, and design agency world, working with clients in the automotive sector, aftermarket transportation, and sports and entertainment. Very cool. We'll be back in just a moment, so get ready to go off-roading. But first, a word from our sponsors. They put the petrol in the tank so we can do a little of that, and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions. Plus, it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's very soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, well, simply add their gust guards for those windy conditions for extra protection. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and specifics that have been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and your watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover, whether it's stored inside 
or out. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code yeah 21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. I'm saving hundreds of dollars, and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Fall is here, and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek, and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail-order catalog company grew into a multi-website-based e-commerce store, and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. So, Matt, we are back. So I want to talk a little bit more about Tread Lightly and what you're doing there, because sometimes you talk to people about people that go off road and they say, oh, they go out there and they wreck everything. They drive over the bushes and, you know, tramp all over the ground. But all the people I know in this world that love to go outdoors, they have a quite a reverence for the outdoors and they want to take care of it. They want it to be around. They don't go out and trash it. I think that that's maybe happening from a few people, but what you're doing there is taking it to a whole new level. So talk about how you got involved with this, your passion for off-roading and what you're doing there at Tread Lightly. Yeah, I mean, my uh, passion for off-roading really started about 20 years ago now when I was at Michelin and, and started working uh, on some of the BF Goodrich brand business. You know, BF Goodrich has been a leader in the off-road tire market for, for a long time. And something that just came to me, uh, I love the outdoors. I love outdoor recreation. And I think motorized recreation just offers the opportunity to go further and even see more. It's really become a passion. And I consider myself not just an automotive enthusiast, but an off-road enthusiast for sure. But I, I love what you just said. I mean, I think some of the people in the off-road community are some of the most passionate people about land conservation that I've ever been around. For sure. And uh, that's really, you know, how the continued opportunity came with Tread Lightly. A uh, former client from BF Goodrich, who actually serves as the chair of the board of directors, I tread lightly came to me several years ago and said, Hey, we're looking for an executive director. 
Um, I know you've got a lot of passion for the off-road community. You know, would you consider this? And uh, we've just passed two years um, on it, tread lightly, and uh, couldn't be honored and humbled more to be part of it. You know, you're the epitome of what what I love here about cars. Yeah, and it is finding people who have wrapped their passions into a career path. That's pretty rare. Most people have a job to make money, co- so they have time to go do what they're passionate about. But you figured out a way to combine both. So you've you've hit that. That point in life where, I mean, it's so sweet. It must be very, very fun. So Tread Lightly, what are some of the many things that you guys do there to help conserve, to help make this outdoor activity safe and fun and enjoyable, not only for the people that do it, but for the little critters and and nature out there that that (laughs) doesn't like to be treaded over, I guess I should say. (laughs) Right. Yeah, really, there's two main things that we do. I'll call them stewardship or conservation type trail projects and then educational programs. And, you know, the stewardship and, and conservation work, our land managers are under-resourced. If you talk to most of the land managers, whether that's the Forest Service or Bureau of Land Management, they just don't have enough people. Uh, and that's not necessarily because of funding. It's because of the day and age we live in in terms of hiring people. So Tread Lightly fills in a gap there in a lot of cases where we're actually boots on the ground trail restoration work all over the country. We do that with our team, which is not huge. We're a team of about 12 uh, that are spread all over the country. But we have a massive volunteer network that jumps in and uh, becomes those hands and feet to get that work done. Trail restoration uh, and keeping trails open a lot of times is about doing cleanup work from trash. It's about making sure fencing is safe and, and not a potential issue for people, uh, making sure we have appropriate signage so that people know how to be responsible when they're on the trails. So all of those stewardship efforts touch those. And right now for 2022, we've completed over a hundred of those type of projects nationwide. Holy cow. With 12, 12 people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and volunteers, as you say. Correct. And then the educational piece is really important. You know, the last two years have brought a lot of new people to the outdoor and off-road recreation space. Oh, yeah. Some of them just don't have the frame of reference, like you said, of, you know, where can I go? Where can't I go? You know, how do I make sure I'm not potentially causing access to be at risk because of something I've done? So we really focus on educating those people. Um, and helping them to understand, hey, there's designated trails for motorized recreation. We need to stay on those. You know, how do we uh, appropriately act when we have uh, shared use trails, maybe with other uh, forms of recreation? Uh, How do we be respectful and responsible to those people so that we can continue to do what we love to do? Well, it's tremendous what you're doing. And, you know, you said something, and I've seen it with friends of mine. I think COVID brought so much, so many problems in so many ways. However, it helped people redefine ways to get out there. And I've, I've heard this from many, many guests. With COVID, you could still get in your car and go for a drive and be isolated, but enjoy things. And I have friends that 
have never gone outdoors and camped before. And these are older people that are now buying motorhomes or buying off-road vehicles. I have a friend who's having a, uh, an old Porsche 911 Safari uh, vehicle built so he can go with these groups uh, with these old classic cars and go off-roading. And, you know, they're saying, wow, why didn't I do this when I was younger? I guess I was busy with life and careers and kids and all those things. But if anything, I think it opened up the world to people in this country we live in. And I wanted you to touch on this because you're an East Coast boy that's come out West. I know that you came out to Utah for a while. Now you're in Arizona. Uh, Is that really that resurgence? Do you think that that COVID pandemic has played a big part in opening up the world to people to realize Get outside. Be with nature is so wonderful. Yeah, I think it definitely has. I mean, if if we go and look at whatever market you want, whether it's off-road uh, vehicles, whether it's side-by-sides or UTVs, all the way down into like e-bike. Yeah. All of that wheeled motorized recreation has just exploded in, in the last two and a half years. And I think it's been great that people get out and they get to see something they might not have gotten to see before or may not have even been interested in before. There's something magically rejuvenating about just getting out into nature, walking through a forest or a hill or a canyon or, you know, looking out upon a canyon. Think about the Grand Canyon. People that have never been there, you watch them when they walk up to the edge and they take a look and they it changes them. I mean, it changes their physical look. It just it must do something internally to our bodies to get out into nature to relax, to breathe. There's so many wonderful things about it. You know, the other thing I wanted to touch on to see if you're seeing some of this, since we are cars, yeah, here, I'm seeing a big resurgence, not only of EVs, which is becoming on massive, and I'm sure that is going to migrate into the off-road world uh, eventually. Maybe it's already doing it because I don't live in that space, but also these old vehicles like Broncos and in our pre-show chat, K5 Blazers back from my youth in the in the uh, 70s, FJs, which were big 20 years ago, have evolved into all these other old classics, but people are now restoring them, upgrading them so they can take them out into nature and enjoy kind of some of their youth have you seen more and more of that along with the modern day off-road vehicles definitely and you know i'll kind of take it two ends of the spectrum we have plans to do an event here in arizona in december that's a bronco focused oh, event. fine cool right now our registrations are basically 50 50 half what i would call vintage broncos half new broncos Um, So there's definitely, you know, we've seen a resurgence in that. But we've also even seen in some cases a resurgence just in the retro look, but with newer powertrains or suspension. So uh, there's a a company in Georgia uh, called Vintage Broncos that builds Broncos that look like your, you know, late 60s, but have all the modern um, components underneath them. So Definitely a resurgence. Yeah, well, plus you can have a little more reliability because a lot of times with old classic vehicles, you're probably not going to take them out and risk getting them all scratched up and stuff. But these vehicles that are made with modern technology, better brakes, are probably augmented with all sorts of uh, off-road and camping type equipment. Um, You can feel a little bit better about taking them out there and using them as they're meant to be used. But I love this this whole resurgence of what's going on and what you guys are doing to help people who are new to this to understand some of the rules of the non-road, I guess is the way to put it, uh, is a great thing to do for nature as well. I think it's wonderful. I like to ask my guests about inspirations, and I'm wondering if there has been or are or were some inspirations in your life that kind of push you out into nature to get into this track of what you're doing for your career? 
you know, I would say my inspiration comes from my dad, but my dad's not a like super outdoors guy. He's a sports guy, but he's not really an outdoors guy. But I think the big thing that my dad taught me was you need to wear a lot of hats. You need to be willing to do a lot of things. Even as an executive director, like some of the things I enjoy most are those days that I'm out on the trail myself doing work uh, with some of our volunteers. You know, and my my dad for me really epitomized that. You know, he was a uh, was a minister when I was younger. It was a smaller uh, you know, church that he was responsible for in Vermont, and he wore all the hats. He was the one that had to do everything. So you know, and I would say even at home too. I mean, I can remember. My dad sitting there, you know, drying dishes with my mom at night. That wasn't something that, you know, he felt that was below him. He felt that that was something that he could do to give back to his family. So, uh, true inspiration for me. Wonderful. How would you advise other people that want to get involved with Tread Lightly or with the outdoors or saying, wow, this sounds like fun. I've never done this before. What are some of the ways you would advise people to get involved with the outdoors and and not only with you, but just to get out and see the country, see nature? Yeah, I think for me, it's do the research. I think some people don't even understand the opportunities that exist. You know, you mentioned that we moved to Utah uh, about seven years ago now. And I think one of the most interesting questions my wife and I used to ask people is there's five national parks in Utah and we'd ask Utah natives, hey, have you been to the national parks? And a lot of times the answer was no, (laughs) which was just mind blowing for us. It's like, how can you have such an amazing resource uh, of five national parks? you know, within driving distance and, you know, not have experienced those, whether that's uh, doing the research yourself, it's listening to podcasts like yours. Uh, The opportunities for outdoor recreation are endless, whether that's motorized or non-motorized. Well, Utah is, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) Well, in Arizona too, I mean, there's so much to see, but Utah has some of the most spectacular parks and mind-blowing visions. I mean, I remember going as a kid uh, because we would uh, travel up to visit family and you'd stop at these places and go, whoa, (laughs) this exists just like right off the road and hike. And uh, it's just beautiful there. I mean, and and what what brought you to Arizona from Utah? Because, I mean, you're in paradise there and then you keep going west uh, to the desert. Uh, What was that move all about? So that move was really about continuing to expand Tread Lightly. Ah, okay. The Tread Lightly home office uh, is in Utah. Our entire staff had always been in Utah. And we just felt like if we wanted to really continue to expand, you know, Tread Lightly as an organization and as a brand, we had to start uh, kind of spreading our team uh, across the country. So I was one of the first on our team to move. I moved to Arizona. Um, and then we've made some hires and other moves. Our assistant director moved from Utah back to Wyoming. We've hired a new program manager in the, in the Southeast. Um, we have a program manager in Nevada. We have one in California. We've tried to get our team close to where the action is and, and where we can have the most positive impact for the organization. Very cool. I love it. We'll take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about some of the challenges you guys face and the outdoor world faces. So keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back. You've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine here on Cars. Yeah, for a couple of years now. Well, they're growing. And in 2023, they're going to grow from four issues a year to six 
And there's an opportunity here for you to take advantage of this growth. If you go to linkagemag.com and click on the renew button, if you already subscribe, you can get a great deal. Use the code renew6 for one year and you'll get six issues for the price of four or Type in Renew 12 for two years where you also have a great savings. Plus, they'll even throw in a free Linkage hat. How cool is that? The publisher of Linkage is Donald Osborne. He's been a guest multiple times here on Cars Yeah. He's become a good friend of mine. And I'll tell you, Linkage Magazine is one of those newer magazines that you're going to want to get. It's all about experiences, opinions, and values. It's a wonderful publication, something I look forward to getting. And now that I'm going to be getting six a year, even more special. So go to linkagemag.com. Again, use the code RENEW6 or RENEW12 to get that special deal. Do it before December 31st, 2022, so that in 2023, you'll get six issues of Linkage Magazine instead of four. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, Will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives, The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. So let's talk about this obstacles. Well, we're going off-roading. There's always obstacles, right? There's challenges. Sometimes there's failures. But I want to talk about specifically to your world, tread lightly, the outdoor world. What are some of the challenges and obstacles that that environment is facing and how do you guys at Tread Lightly overcome those? Yeah, I think the biggest issue that we're facing right now is just the potential of of lost access to certain trails for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, whether that can be you know people being irresponsible, driving off trail, you know, damaging habitats or landscapes. We're in a really interesting situation where we have manufacturers that have made incredible vehicles that can go almost anywhere, but we have to be mindful that we can't just go anywhere we want with them because those are the things that ultimately might end up, you know, closing an area or limiting access for us, you know, moving forward. So I I think the education of everybody to understand the impact that their actions, you know, can potentially have uh, in terms of the opportunities we have, you know, today, tomorrow, and, and for next generations. Well said. If you were to talk to somebody out there that's somewhat new to this and really wants to get involved and is going to head out, what are some of the things they should be aware of and be careful of? Because you are out in nature and things can happen. You can get stuck. You can get lost. You you get hurt. Uh, all sorts of things that could challenge you. What are some of the things that you would, and you mentioned earlier, is do your research. 
before you go. Look at what you're getting into. But what are some of the ways you could help somebody out there that is so excited and just wants to get in their vehicle and go out there and do things so they don't end up in trouble or causing damage and problems? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is exactly what you said, which is educate yourself. You can go to our website. We have what we call the tread principles, which kind of are five easy points to, to help you when you're getting ready to go out and recreate. But the starting point for me is know your capabilities and know your machine's capabilities. And if you're new, maybe you don't know that. So the first time, and, and really I encourage it all the time, but you know, go with somebody that does. Go with somebody that does know uh, what they're doing, knows their capabilities and their machine's capabilities, and go with them. And you know, understand where you're riding. Make sure that that area is an approved place to be riding the particular type of vehicle you're in. And be prepared. You know, whether it's uh, Utah or Arizona or you know Florida, there's different things that can pop up on the trail. And make sure that you're prepared for those things. You've got food. You've got water you know, a toe strap in case something breaks, um, make sure people know where you are. I mean, there's so many things that can go into it. And like you said, people make this purchase, they've got the keys in hand and um, they just want to go out. I, I'd really just encourage them, make sure that you use the phrase, know before you go and, and before you jump in. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of things can happen out there. If you look ahead to Tread Lightly, your bucket list of wish, I guess I should say, your wish list of where you're going to be in the next year, two or three, what would they be? So, you know, it's continue to extend our presence. Uh, like I mentioned, we, you know, we've moved people all over the country now. We have a definite goal to get a program manager into the Northeast. Um, we're using a contractor up there now, but we want to get a full-time person uh, to handle the Northeast for us. And then, you know, our program managers are that link between the land manager and Tread Lightly. Um, we'd also like to work on getting additional what we call stewardship managers, which are the persons that manage those projects, secure the volunteers, and, you know, go do that boots on the groundwork. That boots on the groundwork is just so impactful. It's visible and tangible. A person can see when something's been done in an area. And we really hope that that turns into a lead by example piece uh, that people see and can then want to be part of themselves. But we need people on the ground in as many areas as possible to make that happen. And I would assume a listener out there that loves the outdoors and would like to get involved, uh, to start getting involved as a volunteer, there's a place on your website where they can go and learn more about that and how to be, be active in that? Yeah, absolutely. The you know One of the easiest things to do shameless plug here, but part of our funding does come from individual memberships from people, um, which are important. But the last question on our membership piece is, are you willing to volunteer, you know, for project work? We have over a 50% opt-in rate on that question. And it's a really great way that people can do their part is by check that box. And, uh, you know, we will communicate them sometimes via email or, or via social media and let them know the opportunities that are available in their area to, to come and give back to public lands. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of great outdoors here in the Pacific Northwest, of course. And uh, I remember going on a hike up near Mount Rainier with my son and my wife. And it was quite a all-day hike, all the way to this lookout point and back. It was actually ended up being a lot further away than I thought it was like, when are we going to get there? And now we got to turn around and go back. But there were some areas that were, I wouldn't say treacherous, but they were pretty steep and 
you could tell people had been there doing things. And my thought was like, who comes out and does this? You got to carry all this. They had one area where they had some pieces of wood so that the pathway was there for people so they didn't step off an edge of a cliff. And uh, my son, who's very active in the outdoors and loves it, said, well, there's volunteers that come out here and do this because there's not enough people that work for the state uh, for them to do it. But I'm thinking, man, these guys had to haul this lumber out here and build this stuff. (laughs) Pretty commendable for people that volunteer to do that. But for people that love the outdoors, that's it's almost like a treat, like a vacation, if you will. Uh, some people may be going, yeah, great vacation. Where's my pina colada? <laughs> for people that love the outdoors, it's rewarding to go out there and do these things. So I would encourage all you listeners that have some, we've piqued some interest here to go to Tread Lightly's website. We'll put a link to that on Matt's show notes page so you can check it out. Now, we love to talk about vehicles here. Off-road vehicles, of course, are one of your passions. But is there a special vehicle in your life you'd like to share a story about? Absolutely. So I would say until two months ago, you know, years ago, I had a Ford Raptor, which, you know, being an off-road and particularly (laughs) a a desert race guy, you know, is is definitely fun. But most recently, I've secured a new Bronco. I waited almost 18 months for it. Love that vehicle. And, you know, like you said, I love being able to get in the outdoors, but I also love that it's able to help us in our work at Tread Lightly. Um, you know, that's, that's been a really important piece. So yeah, it, it was a long, uh, it was a long wait. My wife heard me complain <laughs> numerous times that I was ready to give up, but, uh, she talked me into hanging in there and I'm glad I did. Yeah. I tell you, yeah. With, uh, again, the, the, the pandemic issues and backlog of vehicles, uh, I've been looking at maybe a, a new vehicle and yeah, they're saying, well, 14, 18 months, maybe, you know, if you're lucky and it's like, uh, really? Holy cow. I mean, the, the good old <laughs> days are just walking in and either ordering a car and shows up in six weeks or seeing a car in a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know when that's going to ever change back. I've had some dealerships on the show here that are saying it may not. We may go to a European standard here where you order everything you want and you have to wait for it. So the new Ford Bronco, what color did you end up getting? Uh, I got the cyber orange. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love bright colors. So yeah, very nice. My daughter's kind of thinking about that as a next vehicle for her. Uh, although I've said, well, uh, maybe now's not the right time to be buying a new car, but, uh, you know, wait a little bit when things catch up, uh, when they do, I hope they do sometime, but it may be a little bit of a while. Well, congratulations on that. Now, my next door neighbor who has a, a Raptor, he's going to roll his eyes at that. He's like, why would he get rid of his Raptor for a Bronco? But I get it. I get it. That retro thing they've done there is really, really cool. It's kind of like the new VW van that's about to come out. It's electric, but has that that essence of the old VW van from the 60s. So uh, reliving our youth here a little bit. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here, Matt. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit, all right? If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but who you are, the kind of guy you are. I'm guessing we're going off-road here maybe again. What would you be and why? Wow, that's uh, that's a really good question. I think at the current time, my answer to that would probably be, you know, a Jeep, like, you know, a new JL. And I think, I think there's maybe two reasons for that. One is I think because there's always things that are available to add to that vehicle to make it better. And, you know, I think that's what you kind of look for as a person. What are those things that you can continue to do and, and add to yourself and, and make yourself better. And then I think the, the other side of that is kind of the driving dynamics side of that is um and i've seen a lot of jeep owners just be totally unfazed at any obstacle that's in front of them (laughs) yeah yeah um 
And, you know, that, that idea of I can get over that, you know, I think from a personal standpoint, those are two things, you know, that you want to do, you know, constantly be improving, um, but also, you know, unwavering and confident in, you know, what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish. Perfect answer. I like to ask guests about their ideas of giving back to people and helping. I would imagine, I mean, your whole career is about stewardship and giving back to not only nature, but people that want to get out and use nature. I mean, your whole job there, the whole business of Tread Lightly is all about really giving back. Is that how you see yourself? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, we use the phrase a lot, you know, give back to public lands. You know, those those lands give so much to us in terms of opportunities, you know, to recreate. And like you said, you know, get out, get away from everything, um, you know, maybe have that uh, bit of solace that we don't always get in our, our everyday life. So, you know, for me, I, I want others to be able to enjoy that and uh, appreciate that in the same way. You know, and, and like you said, there's there's not as much public land on the East Coast, so off-roading opportunities are a little more limited. Mm-hmm. And then you you know you come out west to Arizona that has you know fifty thousand miles plus of of motorized trails or eighty thousand miles in Utah, um, and you want others to be able to you know enjoy those as much as as you have. Did you say fifty and eighty thousand miles of trails? That's correct. I had no idea. Wow. Well, the opportunities are pretty much limitless, it sounds like then. Man, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, but the, the, the two states that I've, I've lived in most recently, um, you know, pretty, pretty honored to have been here and have the opportunities that we have, um, you know, to get out. And like you said, the, the landscapes can be, you know, ever changing, um, depending on where you are in those states. Um, but the opportunities are, are very vast. Wow. Amazing. Incredible. I saw something the other day that 80% of the population in the U S live East of the Mississippi river. So you think about the challenge of not as many outdoor roadways and hiking and things on the East coast or East part of the U S versus out West, which is still in many ways, kind of the wide open West. So that's pretty cool. How about a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Oh, wow. Um, I saw a picture last night of a friend of mine whose son was holding uh, Who Moved My Cheese, um, which I think is a, cl- a classic. That was Melanie White from Hellwig Products, the past guest here on Cars, yeah. Yeah. A very successful lady in the off-road sector, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's pretty interesting change, especially what we've experienced in the last two and a half years. Um, I, I don't think that book will ever wear out. I had a, uh, had a prior boss that had us read Atomic Habits, mm, yeah. um, which I really liked as well. You know, trying to, trying to not to just create change, but create habits. Um, so yeah, I think both of those are good. Yeah. I gave that uh, book who moved my cheese to both my kids when they went off to college, uh, as kind of a reference. It's a great quick read and it's good for adults, kids, whatever it's, it's great, but atomic habits, another great one too. So two great recommendations. So I'm going to allow you to go on the ultimate drive today. I'm going to provide you with any vehicle. I have a feeling we're going to be off-road again here. You can take it anywhere <laughs> and you can go with anybody. You know, my checkbook is unlimited here at Cars Yeah, so don't worry about the cost because I'm going to be picking all that up. What does that ultimate, I should say, off-road track look like for you? There's no question in my mind uh, it looks like uh, competing in the Baja 1000. Oh, okay. Um, that's 
that's beyond a bucket list uh, item for me. I love Baja, love the peninsula, um, you know, the off-road community and, and, you know, just the, the people of the peninsula um, down there are amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, the opportunity to, to be in the Baja 1000 would be the ultimate drive for, for sure. Yeah. So would it be in one of those insane trucks that they built for that, that track? Cause those things, they'll go anywhere at high speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'd be, I wouldn't necessarily need a, a trophy truck. A spec trophy truck would be okay. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> you know, honestly, honestly, I'd, uh, it, if it has, you know, four wheels, I'm I'm all about it as long as I get to be in the race. Well, that sounds cool. Now, who would you take with you? And this could be somebody from the past, too, somebody that's no longer with us. So that kind of opens up some interesting doorways. Well, I tell you, the the person that I would take with me is, is a former colleague of mine, um, Frank D'Angelo. Uh, he and I worked together at Jackson Motorsports. Frank has a very long history in Baja, has mapped the race course um, for years. Perfect. He's a member okay. of the uh, off, <laughs> off, Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. And um, I don't know that there is a, a turn that Frank doesn't know. And so uh, hopefully we would we would make sure we stayed on course the whole way. Yeah. You know, I growing up in Southern California, knew people that ran that on motorcycles. And back in the day, you know, VW type doom buggy type things and so forth. And I got to do what's called a pre-run. Uh, it was just a one day thing where they took a vehicle out. And I think my teeth are still loose from that pre-run because <laughs> this was back in the seventies when there wasn't the kind of trophy truck travel and suspension and so forth. But it, I always thought, man, how do these guys do this uh, over a, a course of many, many days? But I've had many, many of those folks on this show, people that have run it, people involved with it. So that sounds like a fun thing. No doubt. I have a feeling someday you're going to get to do that, Matt. So, uh, Keep that dream alive. So before I let you go, because you've taken us on a wonderful journey today, what's maybe a mantra, uh, words of wisdom, some inspiration you might leave us with today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned that uh, tread lightly in the last two years is just how amazing it is to be able to work with positive people that want to do positive things. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, in a lot of cases, um, something that uh, is missing uh, maybe in our world today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the people, like you said, people that are willing to give up, you know, vacation time uh, to come in and do volunteer work on a trail system. Those type of people doing positive things are, are people that I want to surround myself with. Yeah, perfect. And I encourage people to find opportunities to do that themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, it is so rewarding. Uh, one thing I've learned after interviewing, well, 2,194 people now, is that we are happiest as human beings when we give back to others and help others uh, achieve their dreams and do their things. And uh, whether we know it or not, some people figure that out later in life. Some people figure it out early in life. But uh, that is the true secret sauce to happiness. So there you go. How can people learn more about Tread Lightly? Yeah, so uh, our website is treadlightly.org, and you can also follow us uh, on Facebook uh, or Instagram. We're really active on both those platforms, talking about uh, all the projects that we're doing uh, all over the country and also talking about all of the uh, automotive industry um, organizations that are partnering with us to make the work possible. Very cool. And of course, uh, there's a big presence of this uh, industry at the upcoming SEMA show in Las Vegas. Do you attend that? 
absolutely. Uh, we'll be there at uh, the FEMA show. Uh, we've actually got a busy week. Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame Gala is Sunday night. We are doing a trail project at Nellis Dunes with one of our partners on Monday. And then I'm also part of the Truck and Off-Road Alliance, um, which is a subcommittee under SEMA. So I'll be there at SEMA all week and actually have a opportunity to speak on Friday morning. Very cool. I love it. Hey, I want to do a shout out. Thank you to a mutual friend of ours and a past Cars yeah guest, Mark Osmondson, for introducing me to Matt. Mark, thank you. Uh, he's going to be bringing some wonderful guests here to Cars yeah, and I'm so grateful that uh, he introduced me to Matt Caldwell. Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. Uh, you sure certainly have figured out the secret sauce to a happy life. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you hopefully somewhere down a dirt road. Love it. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. This was great fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.